I want Jesus inside of me. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Paxton Losher, and I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Stockton. And, um, how was your sleep? How did you sleep last night, Stockton? Was it good? Was it great? Was um, it okay? Honest to God, it was fine. I mean, I need to wash my bedding because that shit was kind of smelly. I don't know. I was like sniffing my bedding and I was like, all of a sudden, like, I haven't washed this shit in like a month. I should really do that. So hopefully today I get that done. I should do that too. The dog came into my bed this morning and was rubbing her butthole all over my sheets and my pillowcase. And that's probably why I have acne right now. Oh, Um, she's (laughs) sleeping. So my point is... I woke up this morning and like any normal person, I go through TikTok. I always start my morning with a nice (laughs) TikTok binge. It just fuels my day. And this morning, I just saw a particular TikTok that kind of pinched a nerve. It kind of got you out of bed. It it got me out of bed and to this microphone. And I just want to share the TikTok with you guys now and just get, I don't know, Get a reaction. I don't know. Let's just play. We have a lot to say about this one. I want to share with you guys a piece of my testimony because today marks a year of me being free from homosexuality. My close friends know my whole story, but I want to tell the world now because I know that I'm not going to go back to it. I want to share that there is freedom from anything that you're struggling with. There's freedom from homosexuality. There's freedom from pornography. There's freedom from addiction. There's nothing too big that God can't free you from. So I've always struggled with homosexual desires, and I just want to make it clear that having same-sex attraction isn't a sin, but acting upon it is a sin. Growing up, I always had these attractions, but I set up boundaries for myself so I would never act upon these desires. Anyways, I surrounded myself with homosexual tendencies, which made it easy to fall into this temptation. I started pursuing a girl, and that's when the Holy Spirit really convicted me and told me that I have to choose God or choose the world. Okay, um... How do you, how do you surround yourself with a tendency? Like, I I actually want to know. She said today marks a year of me being free from homosexuality. Like, this is a fucking alcohol anonymous meeting. You're free of it, but like, do you like dick even? You're not even saying. I guess you just have to enjoy being celibate the rest of your life. I think she's being more like, oh, so like. I'm not putting myself into situations where I could be like lustful or look at a woman the wrong way. I don't think she's like actually changed her orientation or her what's it called? Isn't that your sexual orientation? Yeah. With a lot of the ex-gay people, they say they still struggle with it. It's still a daily struggle. But they just strive to glorify God instead by, like, reading the Bible and, like, not putting themselves in situations where they would have a homosexual tendency. It makes no sense. Here's the thing. To people who aren't religious, this is just so outrageously dumb. But, like, when 
you're like me in Stockton. You've grown up in a religious household. Like it's a cult. They don't care about logic. They don't care about facts. They don't care about science. They care about what the Bible says and that's it or what they think the Bible says. And that's kind of all that matters. I know Christians who have said, I know what I know. And that's that. They don't want to hear anything else. And if they do hear something that makes, if you tell them something that makes a little too much sense, they get very defensive. You see like a lot of people trying to talk to Christians, share their viewpoints and like just open up their mind to different perspectives on spirituality and, you know, religion and how some other people live their lives and people just share with Christians and religious people their perspectives on it. And I feel like more often than not, you see them getting offended or just not wanting to talk further because it's like to have a conversation about something you believe in. I feel like you need some concrete concept to grasp in something that's kind of proof in a way or evidence to like believe in something and I feel like for Christians it's just oh the Bible says it that's your proof well yeah they use the Bible to fact check the Bible it's like it just makes no sense period and I don't even know like I thought I would have so much more to say about this but I just don't know what to say other than it's a cult and like she's brainwashed I don't really like that statement. There's nothing too big that God can't free you from, which is her essentially saying that everything in your life can be fixed by another person who we give he, him pronouns, who apparently has a male body and is watching over everyone. Like in reality, I feel like that's just kind of toxic to rely everything in your life on someone else fixing it. Praying but then doing nothing about it. It's like you're praying. But, and then the and then you're sub, you're, the people around you are like, all you can do is pray. That's all you can do. When really they're just encouraging you to blindly believe and do nothing about your problems. Really just kind of making you stagnant, not really teaching you that your own work and doings will get you anywhere. Obviously, I feel like Christians have differing beliefs on what you should do and like the work you need to put in for prayers to come true. But I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, pray and God will do the rest. And it's like, don't worry. Cause, not mine. And it's like, don't worry after you pray, because obviously worrying is a sin. Well, fear is a sin, but the entire religion is based on the concept of hell and that you'll go there if you don't choose Jesus. So, so it's kind of if being afraid is a sin and also the only reason that you're a Christian is because you're afraid to go to hell. So you want to go to heaven. You might want to rethink your life. It's like you have to be afraid in order to believe in the Christianity whole system. Because it's like, if not, then there's no reason to be a Christian if you're not afraid of going to hell. But it's like, God says that being afraid is a sin. However, you need to be in a way subconsciously always in fear of going to hell if you're a Christian because that's the only reason that you're doing all this stuff and preaching and teaching and evangelizing to people is so you don't go to hell. So there has to be a motivation to do all these things and to believe in this religion and to live by it and stand by it and be hidden in the identity of Christ, people like to say. It's because of fear. Fear is supposed to be ungodly, yet it's like really the only motivation keeping people within this religion which is what I find so interesting and just hypocritical and the whole fuck. It's just fucked up. 
I kind of hate the whole like argument that every sin is the same. Sin is sin. That's fucking ridiculous. People don't disown people for getting divorced. You're telling me Christians treat all sins equal. That's bullshit. I've read verses in the Bible where it's like, a murderer is no better than someone who just like stole something from someone. And it's like, it's like a sin is a sin and you go to hell regardless. But then it's like also like if you receive Jesus into your heart, then everything is fine. It's weird. I wanted to touch on one more thing she said. It's very vague. So I've always struggled with homosexual desires, and I just want to make it clear that having same-sex attraction isn't a sin, but acting upon it is a sin. So having a sexual attraction isn't a sin. So lusting over someone in your mind is not a sin, is what she's saying? Because They switched the rules. No, they switched the rules. Okay. It used to be being gay is a sin. But then they recently, like, when you, like, kind of can't deny I, the fact that it's uncontrollable, they kind of had to, like, take a step back and be like, okay, like, what are we going to tell people now? Because, like, you, you kind of, like, you kind of can't choose it. Like, it's I, so even they can know that. true. But, like, now they're like, okay, well, like, now we kind of switched it to, like, being gay isn't a sin. It's the act it's the act. If you suck a dick and you're a guy, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. You can think about it. Maybe. I mean, it's really kind of unclear because, like, even the thought of it is just as bad as doing it. But, like, we don't really fucking know what to do anymore. So, uh, 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 Jesus. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I got carried away. I was looking at your eyes. They're green today. Oh, I love that for me. Okay, cute. Um, Yeah, I just can't believe that all of a sudden, like, you know, with time, things are changing. And even the Pope, oh my God, did you recently, like, see that? He's, like, says that gay people can have a family, and it's, like, basically he's for the gays now. It's about fucking time. Wait, why are we sucking the Pope's cock for, like, coming out of hiding and dropping, like... I love how the Pope can literally, like, didn't he, like, molest people, or is that just, like, the word on the street? I don't know. I I don't know anything about Catholicism that much, really. Loved how confident I was there. <laughs> but yeah, we, why are we all sucking the Pope's cock be- when he comes out of hiding and that like out of all these years of like torment towards gay and trans people and everything in between. And then one day he just comes out of his palace and says, I guess, I guess gays are okay. And then walks back in and then everyone's <laughs> like, no, did you hear what the Pope said? It's like, who gives a fuck what the Pope said? It's like, let's praise this Pope all of a sudden for like sending a tweet or something. Didn't he know. fucking hit a bitch? He literally like, <laughs> he like slapped someone's like hand I away. I loved that. Because he got angry. That's me as a Pope. But then you have like these people, they're like, uh, well, he's human guys. It's like, well, no fucking shit. Oh my God. It's just stupidity to me. Like this whole thing. It's stupid. Oh my God. Do you know what? Our dad, my dad told us, he told us a lot of things, but one of the things he told us is that you will be accounted for every single word you say on earth before you enter the gates of heaven. So like God is literally going to read every single thing you've ever said and you're going to have to stand in front of him. Let's say you're like in the middle of like a fuck and you're like, yank my hair, fucking pull it, daddy. Like... (laughs) God is going to read that. You were going to stand in front of God and he's going to read everything you've ever said. Mind you, you will be completely naked on Judgment Day. So this is you watching yourself potentially having 
you know, rough sex, but you're also <laughs> naked in front of God. Like, and you have to... With your hands over your genitals, like... <laughs> I'm sure this is like an IMAX movie screen, too. You're getting the full experience of every little sin that you've ever done. This is Judgment Day. Get ready, folks. So I feel like I just can't with the fact that you're expected to be a Christian, even though, yeah, you've grown up in this religious household, community, dynasty of a family. I don't know however many people are in your family, but it's like a lot of people who like have grown up with you and seen you go to church. You're a Christian. And it's like, I'm 20 years old and I'm literally like, I don't call myself a Christian. I can't believe in that shit anymore. Well, it's like, I'm afraid to tell certain family members that I'm not a Christian. And yeah, and it's because like... it's like, to them, it's a life and death thing. And it's, it's honestly a cult because you don't really get to say, if you live in a Christian household like me, and I think most Christian households, you don't get a say of whether you want to believe in it or not. It's just true for you because it's the only thing you know. And everything else about the world is bad. They literally use the word world as like, it's like a bad term. It's like God versus the world. Like you don't want to be in the world. You don't want to be of the world. Hold on, wait. They say like, you don't want to be of the world. You can be in it, but you can't be of it. So it's like, what other world am I going to be of? It's like, you want me to be of God? Like, but I can't like, like, what does that even mean? It's just like, what does literally it you're taking to like your glorify team? God. Like, How is having a straight marriage glorifying to God? They still have just as many, if not more issues than every other fucking couple on the planet. What is, what is like, what does it mean? Like God really cares about who you sleep with? Oh my God. Christian Mingle did as much. Christian Mingle. Oh, we, we we can't get into that today. That's for a later episode, but that's Christian Mingle did us fucking dirty. It did. Christians did us fucking dirty our entire lives. I sound like a villain in a cartoon <laughs> right now, but like we'll get we into it. Just get so passionate because it's like no one else in the family talks about any of this, and I no one fucking talks about it. No, no one, one talks about how they feel about what the fuck they're believing in every single day of their lives, and everything they do is motivated by this religion, which is ultimately based on fear. But it's like, oh, they use this narrative and lingo that's so, oh my god, yay, happy, like coming to church, and we look all so cute, fucking long hair hair and our fucking floral dresses like our urban outfit or like do up hillsong church like button down shirt show me your like slick back hair show me your arm with those tattoos you got but like also covered up on sunday because like don't mark your body isn't that like romans like six four well we cherry pick that today we today we generally cherry pick that but years ago there might be like some like if somebody in your family is a Christian, they like get a tattoo, like they walk into a family gathering, like they they'll get some looks for sure. But within a few weeks, few months, it'll be fine. Everything will be back to normal. They did that one thing, but Jesus saves. But it's like your skin is still marked. Though. But let's do part two of this video. Oh, fuck Because I'm kind of excited. Okay, part two. Here we go, guys. Part two of God freeing me from homosexuality. It came to the point where I knew I had to either choose God or choose the world, and God is more important to me, so I chose God. I had to cut off the sin from my life, which meant I had to cut off this relationship, which was the hardest thing I think I've ever had to do, but it was so worth it, guys, 100% worth it. The Christian walk is not going to be easy, but it is worth it, I promise you. I had to shift my whole mindset from putting my identity in sexuality to putting my identity in Christ. 
and that is where I found freedom. Yes, sin may look good, feel good, and be pleasurable in the moment, but it does not come close to the eternities of tomorrow with Christ Jesus our Lord. The Christian walk is about laying yourself down and picking up your cross. And that might mean that you have to cut off sinful desires in your life. And that may be overwhelming and scary and hard to think about, but I'm telling you it is worth it. It is possible to find freedom in Christ. I want her to stop talking. I want her to stop talking. I want her to stop talking. She no longer identifies as her sexuality. They wouldn't have to identify as their sexuality if Christians didn't make it a fucking issue to begin with. And also, she never says, she keeps saying, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. But never says how it's worth it. Never says what her life is like because of this. She's she's just saying like, oh my god, it's so much better. It's so much better. But never says how it's better. It's easy to go on a fucking TikTok and like curate every single word you say and like make it seem like you have a perfect like have fucking piano music in the background for the emotional appeal. What are you saying? It's like your identity in Christ. Like you completely gave everything up in your life basically is what you're saying for Christ. Like, and I know my dad was telling me this Bible verse the other night because he was trying to get me all biblical and shit. And then he was reading this long ass thing and I like caught him. I was like, okay, dad, wait. You just read to me in the Bible that we are supposed to be hidden in Christ. Our identities are supposed to be in Christ, but we're all supposed to be hidden in Christ. It's like word for word what this verse said. And I think that's what this girl is saying also in the video is that you basically can't do what you want. You need to do what God wants. You need to do what someone else in a book is telling you to do. I love that. But, like, no one's actually, like, it's so subjective. It's, like, what is your identity? Like, what is it? You don't know what your identity is because it's not your own. It's Christ's, whatever that means. You can't have your identity in someone else. That's not possible. You have a brain and an identification that you were born with that is developing as you grow. You can't be, like, hindered by a religion that's telling you how to behave and act and, like, live your life. The cult, and when I'm saying the cult, I mean Christianity. The cult wants you to adopt their aesthetic. They want you to dress the way a Christian would dress, act the way a Christian would talk act. the talk, but don't walk the walk, really. <laughs> Literally, Christians are the most hypocritical fucking people I've ever met. And it's, they're the most they're judgmental. Fu- okay, I will give them this. I will give Christians this. They can talk themselves up. They can talk up a storm. But when you look at their lives, it's like, girl, <laughs> it's like, what are they fucking doing? Like, um, it's like worse than a crackhead, like on the street, sniffing coke off of like a side rail. I'd rather be that than be a Christian. I when I was a Christian, when me and Stockton, we were both Christians, though. We were Christians as hell, though. <laughs> I was the most judgmental little shit. Oh, my God. I literally remember like telling Paxson to pray before he like went to bed. This little bitch. Almost like every fucking night. Cause I was like, I pray before I go to bed. My prayer jar is on point. I'm getting them prayers, even though (laughs) none of them fucking came true. It's fine though. Before dinner, he would snitch on me. (laughs) If I didn't like pray or if I, no, no, no. He would snitch on me when I ate before we would pray. How culty is that? Because it's like from birth, you pray before you eat. Be like, Paxson, mom, Paxson started eating before we prayed. And I'd be like, you little fucking shit. Literally, we would end up praying in school because we were like, oh, don't even fucking, oh my God. It was so fucking embarrassing. Now that I'm looking back at it, it's like literally we were like 
and we thought we were better than everyone else too literally you because do of it. and we were like controlled by the cult well here's the thing our dad on like our dad would drive us to school and he'd be like guys just saying like you guys could be a real testimony to the other kids who don't know christ you could bring other kids to christ and then like you're sitting at lunch and it's like it's it, you can't just like sit and enjoy your lunch you also have to think like should I pray? Like, there's this literal mental battle in your mind. It's like, literally anxiety because even while you're praying at lunch and your head is down and your eyes are closed and you're, like, even folding your hands together, people are looking at you and it's like, oh, my God, like, I don't want to do this. Your natural inclination is to just fucking eat your food and not, like, have to bow your head to it or to this invisible man with a dick, apparently, that he doesn't need it's like we're calling this guy he up there and praying to this man with a dick, even though he literally doesn't. How does he reproduce? Why does he need a dick? But we call him he because of misogynistic values in society. Whatever. That was just a little rant. But anyway, it's like you're praying to this man before you eat to thank him for the food that your mom prepared and worked probably her ass off for that. God isn't really helping us. But anything good that happens in your life is because of God. And anything bad that happens is Satan. Satan is squatting in your mind is literally what my dad believes and what like the pastor obviously who told him it believes is basically that like Satan is always there trying to deceive you and is in your mind. How is that literally not brainwashing and mind control to say that there is another entity inside of you that is making decisions for you or persuading you to make decisions that are bad? And that you're going to be blamed for those decisions and consequences on Satan? Like, what? And that's, like, going inside of your head. Like, that's some 1984 shit. Yeah. That's, like, disgusting. You're literally thought policing yourself. Youth group is so fucking dumb. And all they want to talk about is sex. That's all they want to talk about. What do they ever talk about besides youth group? Because it's like, that's the only thing they can talk about because it's like teens. Yeah, we get it. We're teenagers and we're growing pubic hair. We're graduating to adulthood. We get it. Sex is in our minds, but that's all they want to talk about ever. And it's so fucking annoying. It's like you were literally born to like eventually just bear more kids. Ejaculate inside of a vagina. And if you want to just have fun and have sex without kids, that's just as fine. I'm sure there's... Plenty, like not to a Christian. I'm just saying this stuff and like catching how like I really shouldn't even be saying this stuff because it's just like so stupid that it's just like making me stupider. <laughs> Before I get into this, um, I just want to clarify. Like, I understand that not all Christians are like this. Um, there are some people that just it's more of like a social thing like you go to church and that's great i think it's great that people can go to church and have a support group and people they talk to and they don't take it as seriously i think that's good but i'm talking about christians that do take it very seriously and for me in my life i've experienced more christians that take it super super seriously than christians that don't um and i just find a problem with the entire religion quite honestly i just don't I just find an issue with the entire thing. Well, when you think about it, it's like the people who do take tithing more seriously and just the Bible in general more seriously. It obviously is more dangerous, but in a way, that's what they're supposed to be doing if they're following this religion. So I wouldn't say necessarily, oh, that the people, oh, that's great that they're not taking it as seriously. They're just probably more like not as caring as much. It's like, whatever, yeah, it may be safer for society to not have such radical people in religion and just 
yeah. people like forcing other people to believe. But it's like, why even have it at all if you're having people who believe in it in all seriousness being radical and hurting other people, brainwashing them? Why have it at all? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, some people are less radical and are very nice people and they're just, they go to church, they do it, they have friends. But it's like, it's still not okay to like, on top of To support, I think what you're trying to get at is it's not okay to support a religion that overall bashes LGBT people and abortion and like people's right to choose and like basic human rights. I think it's, it's, it's fucked up and I agree with you. Why have this religious system and beliefs... If you're going to have some people be radical with it and be hurtful and you're going to have some choose to like not care as much about it, but still remain Christian. Like, why is it up for deciding? Yeah. It's like, just get rid of it. Well, yeah. And like, that's the thing. It's like, it should be, it's so damaging because I know multiple people that are LGBT and they're so surrounded by Christians. That's all they know. Christianity, Christianity. And they think there's something wrong with them. So their life goal is to like, try to have a quote-unquote normal life so if they're gay they'll try to have a girlfriend or a wife and they'll get married right away that's fucked up that just kind of that's so dangerous and scary to me like that goes against your and it's applauded but it's like that's what can you see why it's a cult like it's a cult i'm sorry like if you're like christian and listening to this actually i guess i'm not but like it is a cult you can't see how it's not I just think it's so normalized because it's like literally what our foundation of the country is on Christianity. Exactly. So it's so normal. And it's like, obviously you have extremely nice Christians or at least face to face. And like, I don't know, people are nice. I'm not going to say that some Christians aren't, but like at the same time, it's just extremely deceiving. Unless you like are, unless you treat it as more of a spiritual thing and you're very clear that like, okay, like, I am, I don't want to say Christian, but like, I am a Christian, but I also do not support the Christian agenda that's like, homosexuality is a sin. And there are Christians like that, like this one YouTuber, God is Gray, she's amazing. I first started watching her videos like years ago, when I was like questioning Christianity and stuff. And she's still a Christian, but like, she's very like, progressive. and She's an amazing person. Go check her out. She has a YouTube channel and a podcast called God is Gray. Check yeah. it out if you want. If you're questioning things, she does a lot of research too. It's, yeah, it's really it's good. It's like she digs up just information on the Bible and just sort of like your classic biblical viewpoints and then sort of debunks them in very informative and just clever ways, I feel like. Yeah. I've only seen like a few of her videos, but yeah, check her out. A lot of the churches I've been to, sometimes they'll do it in the beginning, but a lot of times they'll do it to the end. Like it's the last thing you do and they'll play music and then they'll have the pastors like talk about tithing for like five to ten minutes and how if you give to the church god will bless you money is like the one thing that's like you have to just be faithful if you're faithful with your money you will receive more god will give you more but it's like if these pastors were actually practicing what they preached couldn't they just ask god to provide them with the money instead of asking these people to give 10 percent of like their earnings I also don't understand why in, like, the Bible it's, like, I don't know, the lady by the well gave everything she had. Which was a nickel. Which, yeah, and it's, like, 
but the other old man gave more, but it's like he had more money in overall in general. So in essence, this little lady, old lady with the one coin she gave, gave everything. I don't really and see And then the... she later died of starvation because she couldn't afford basic food. Because she couldn't afford that bread because she died because of starvation. Exactly. Basically reiterating what you just said. But like, it's like, I don't feel like that's very valuable to give away everything you have, especially when you're not financially stable. And like our family has never really been financially you know, well off. And it's like, we're giving our 10%. And like, my dad's even like spending money. It's not even just that. It's like also spending money on like books. Cause you want to know you, you buy into this religion literally okay. so much that you want to know, okay, when is the end times? What can I do to be prepared? And you buy these books that are really fucking expensive like to try to the learn Harbinger, you're buying all of these like Joyce Meyer books. And then you're taking up gas money, going to church every Sunday, and then throughout the weekdays, which obviously gas money is gas money, but I'm just saying it's just another low-key expense. And then it's like tithing, and then it's like you want to look good going to church, so you're buying church dresses and clothes, and it's like obviously the expenses aren't crazy. I'm just saying like you're giving this money away. And over time, that's like a big chunk of money. Over time, 10% 10% in an entire congregation giving 10% over however that, many years. You could give that money to an actual organization or like to actually help people. Where you actually know where it's going and it's like not just the church's basement that they're trying to remodel. Yeah. That's kind of a scam and I don't like it. It's a fucking scam. It's like, it no, is. if you're not financially stable, I of course don't think that you should be giving your money away when you literally don't have enough for yourself. But it's like, I can't imagine being a pastor and telling these people who a lot of them like aren't financially well off. And you're telling these people like, how do you feel good about yourself telling these people to give the little money that they have? Because you are so fucking self-absorbed that you think that God is speaking through you to all of these people because you decided to start a church because your dad did. You're literally giving your money away so that potentially God could bless you with more money in abundance. So basically you're giving money away that you have for more money. So it's like, in essence, you're like literally just doing it. So you get more and it's about getting. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting how a lot of pastors will be like, guys, you guys don't understand when you get to heaven, the streets are paved with gold. I love how that's like the ploy. It's like, I feel like they literally use that. All pastors do. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, people like money, gold. It's like, you got a mansion. It's everything but you it's could like ever if want. You're in heaven, what, what are you going to use the fucking gold for in heaven? But it's like, also it's going to be this big church service where you're just clapping your hands. And just praising God, like in a big circle. Like, and like, it's just amazing. Like it's not a cult. <laughs> I just fucking, I could go on and on for days about how I, just disagree with so much and it's like i just also think that it's like when you're a christian you don't sit down and talk with other christians about the possibility of it not being legit in your entire life being no, kind of a just farce take all the good things about it it's like the- it's just you're thinking god blindly you you don't you begin to not think anymore critically about anything it just goes automatically your brain goes automatically to this thankfulness and you need to submit and it's like oh my god like i need to like god is in control like this you're submitting to 
this unknown power that you believe in and you're hiding within the identity of that thing and you're not really working on your own because you're submitting and getting rid of yourself in your worldly quote-unquote self, which is really just yourself because you were born in a world. I don't know how, like, they literally take the term world and turn it into this, like, bad thing, ungodly, like, thing. And it's like, where do you want me to go, Pluto? It's like, I'm in this world and I can be of this world. Why are you telling me I can't be of a world that I was born into and I am naturally a part of? I also think it's really interesting how I consider myself a pretty spiritual person in the fact that I enjoy meditating and doing basic. And when I say meditating, I mean like five minute meditations on YouTube and like just like trying to breathe more and like basic shit like that. Like I'm not doing anything crazy, but I do consider myself a more spiritual person in the fact that I feel like I'm pretty self-aware of my surroundings and my thoughts and what motivates my thoughts and just how I treat other people. And it's really kind of like true, like what you put out, you get in the world or I think I fucked that up, but you get what I'm trying to say. I do believe in like a baseline of spiritualism and I don't know, maybe it'll grow, maybe it won't, but I think I think it's cool to like be spiritual and stuff, but I don't think it's cool to tie it to a religion. And I think another thing that's really toxic is Christians that say it's not about religion. It's about a relationship, but you're still quoting all these scriptures hating on gay people, but it's not a religion, but you're still reading and taking everything you know and believe in from this same book. I think so many Christians are like, They like grow up in the religion and often a lot of them stay in it. They just stay lukewarm, but they do stay in it because it's like, oh, church, family vibes, Western world practices. It's just very normalized and just it's good. That's oh, they go to church. Like, God, yeah, your elders, they're like proud of you. You're like sticking with it. But it's like, how do you know that that's right for you if you've never really opened your mind and tried other things? And I'm not saying that no one has done that, but I feel like at least for in my family, I've just sort of recognized the mass majority, especially of people who are above 30, even 20 above that. It's like everyone's just kind of flowing around. Going with the flow. Going with the flow. And it's like blindly and no one's really having these like, I guess like awakenings you could say or like, and I'm not even saying that they are or aren't necessarily because it's like they could be, but it's like if they are, it's like, we can't share really with anyone. No one knows that necessarily we are like completely not Christian because no one can talk about it. And I think it's honestly kind of scary that we're doing this right now and potentially posting it with our family. Who could literally just listen to it if they heard about it. And I'm sure kind of chastise us in real life at a family gathering in the future, but like, who knows? And it's just kind of like, you don't know what other people are thinking. And it's like, the mind is like so protected by this religion because it's like, you can't like share your beliefs if you were say to question them and oh they say it's good to question it's good to question but it's like oh ultimately you have to come back around to god because that's the only truth oh it's good to question yeah like because they realize if they say you can't question they realize how culty it is but exactly. like exactly but they know that you have to come back to it cuz it's like true it's true cuz it's truth but like without actually providing any real evidence or proof or critical thinking, just kind of going with the flow and bringing the Bible up. I'm not born with the Bible, so why am I dying with one? Ooh! 
period. Shit. Should I came up with that on the spot though? Can we talk about that? Like, yeah. Why we're literally born with everything we need to succeed. In a way, I know that's like a stretch, but it's like having to devote your life to a legalistic religion, which you may argue it's not, but according to this BIBLE, I think it minorm- is. If there are minorities suffering because of this religion, it is legalistic, whether you like it or not. Like, I don't need a pastor to tell me how to live my life while also gripping my thigh and telling me to be a good boy. What we're trying to say is don't tell me what to do with my life. I think what we're trying to say is do a little (laughs) more research before you devote your entire life to a religious textbook, because that's what you're doing. Whether you call it a relationship or not, you're still taking all of your ideas, ideologies, and beliefs from this religious textbook. You wouldn't call it a relationship with Jesus if the Bible didn't exist. So it is religion. There are so many different sects of religion. You have Christianity, you have Presbyterian, you have Baptist, you have Evangelical, you have everything under the sun. And all these people can't get their shit together and agree on one thing. So it's like, how do you know one is more right than the other? Or maybe they're all just bullshit. But it's like, do those singular, like, sects, like, say, does a Presbyterian-type person believe that a Baptist is, like, still going to heaven? Like, is everyone still going to heaven? Well, I don't know. That It's it's so vague. And then you have the people that just label themselves as Christian, which I would say we fell into. Oh, and well, then you have non-denominational. Every... Now it's non-denominational because that's cool. Okay, but, like, no one's going to be like, I'm Assembly of God. Like, is someone going to come out and be like, oh, I'm assembly? I have no idea. Or a Presbyterian. Like, I like no, people say like, oh, I'm Christian. <laughs> I'm sorry, Presbyterian. Like, I think of that as like an eating lifestyle thing. Pescatarian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Honestly>. Presbyterian. <laughs> um, no, but what I wanted to say was, I also see how you have a church like, like, a non-denominational super progressive church that's very much like that but then they don't touch on subjects like homosexuality trans rights anything like that and if they do have to say something about it it's like pulling teeth should it be pulling teeth to like have an opinion about somebody else's rights it's like even if you don't even think like gay trans people should have rights it's like but you should be sticking up for their right to live and like speak out against the radical Christians who are some of them murdering and just shunning and terrorizing and everything just awful you could do to these people in the LGBT community. Like why aren't churches like using the platform using their voice? They have huge platforms, but they're not touching on just treating different types of people with kindness well, even just that's, that. But that's the toxic part. They say treat them with kindness, but overall it's a sin. When you teach people that the way they're born is a sin and label them as sin, they're labeling people as sin. It puts a target on their back. But it's like literally at the same time, they also preach that everyone is born into sin. But they don't practice it because they <laughs> treat homosexuality as a worse sin. Whether so they, it's just whether worse. Whether they realize it or not, they're... they're 
putting this aura around homosexuality like it's such a worse sin. But then they'll also say to your face, oh, well, sin is sin. But you're treating homosexuality like a worse sin. Like, you're not going to say anything about the divorced couple. But it's like, like you do treat different sins differently. Divorce is adultery. But it's like, divorce is never talked about badly in churches. Because Obvi- if they did, they wouldn't make any fucking money because everyone's fucking splitting up. And I feel like with the new churches, it's all about the aesthetic. It's like you have to fit the Christian mold. It's like you wear skinny jeans, leather jackets. You have like a nice modern cut hair. Brazilian blowout. It's an aesthetic. And what's so toxic about these churches is that these progressive ones, a lot of times they are very unclear about their stances on social issues like the ones we've talked about. For example, you have like a Hillsong. If you don't know what Hillsong, it's this hype mega church with like the pastor just got fired for cheating on his wife. It's a mood. So you have that type of church where they're like, oh, love everybody. And then they're very vague on their messages about homosexuality. Like they barely even ever touch on it. And when they have to, it's like pulling teeth. It's just confusing. It's, It's like they're, they're bringing, they're saying, we love everybody. You're gay, you're trans, we love you. But they're not going to tell you that their goal is to convert you back to the way God made you. That's their goal. They're, they will never, ever just full, come out and say that. And if they do, it's pulling teeth. And they'll just go like, I believe in the biblical, what, what the Bible says about this. And the Bible is very clear if they have to. But usually they won't. They'll just do the whole, we love you, we love you. And then you have these people going in and being surrounded by all these cult members who are all like saying, Basically, there's something wrong with you if you're different. And then once you're in the church and you surround yourself with that type of person and mindset who submits to God, you are told to basically, in a way, isolate yourself from a certain type of person and a certain potential type of sinner. Like you can love people and sinners and even be friendly with sinners, but it's like you're ultimately told to have Christian friends as your main group of people that you spend the most of your time around so it's like you're you're told to like not be friends with certain people simply because of their religion and I know that some like pastors would probably like say that they don't say that I'll be friends with everyone but it's like no it's like you're going to a congregation of people who all think the same and you are told to think like them You are going to become friends with them because that's what you're supposed to do. And so you're going to see your old friends who may not be Christian, probably not, as sinners, as lesser than you. And your conscience is just consciously looking at them as if they are going to hell ultimately. And now you're going to have to convert them. And it's all more so about God and your identity with Christ and doing everything to please God instead of actually having a real relationship with someone because your relationships are ultimately for God and not for yourself. You ultimately, as a Christian, have an agenda to try to convert people to your religion. And that's the sad thing is you think that's right. You think that's, that's your mission on this earth to get as many followers as possible. I'm going to just say more hardcore Christians who are trying to convert. But at the same time, how can you be Christian and not and like truly believe it and not want to convert everyone you knew to Christianity? If you really actually believed everything 
that the Bible said. It's a life or death scenario. When you like throw like eternal hellfire and like torment from demonic entities and you're going to be in a cell for eternity getting tormented and just violated by a demon. When that's come into play with the way people form their opinions and beliefs their entire lives, I feel like I should say something because I know no one talks about it. No one really likes to talk about hell, especially in churches nowadays, especially the more modern day Parker Hills, Hill Songs, just sort of your local upbeat church. It's friends, everyone, pizza, barbecue. It's like you just go there and you feel good. It's like you're not hearing the full message you're and just, you don't see what happens when everybody fucking goes home and they take off their literal masks. You're going to church, and I will admit this as a Christian, you go there and it's like you're sitting in church, the music is pumping, it's like they practice this all week, they have the lyrics down, the colors are bright, you get goosebumps sometimes because it's like an experience. It's like live music, it's everyone's into it. It's an experience of oneness because everybody is... Believes it. Everyone believes the same thing and it's like you're surrounded by so many like-minded people. That's why you feel like, how could this not be true if all of these people are here worshipping this God figure? In a way, it's, it's a high vibration. Like, it is. It's like, you kind of can't deny that. But it comes from a place of disingenuineness I feel like that's probably not a word but I'm gonna use it it anyway it's like you're doing it because you have to you have to go to church you have to wake up at however early to drive there get ready have your tithe money ready and you need to put on a face for God whether you like it or not God it's for like other people and for other people but I myself remember actually like probably not as often, but like sometimes I'd be like, oh, I felt like good. Like, like the message makes you feel good because it's all like love and God is love. He will do this for you. He will move mountains in your life. He will do everything for you if you just believe. And it's very like the narrative is like spot on. They've perfected it nowadays to the point where it's like, I mean, it's not perfect, but like to the Christian, to the masses and to the, the unintelligent, they have all the lingo. Humans are very easy to manipulate, and I feel like it's an AI bot. It happens so often just by going to church. You see everyone lifting their hands, waving back and forth. I never understood that. I don't either. And I remember my, my arms get so fucking tired. I remember, like, I felt like I had to do it because it's like I've been going to church for this long. Like, at some point, I bet, like, <laughs> At some point. And I was like, I was like, when am I going to feel compelled to like keep my aunt, my hands in the air like everyone else? I Like I never understood. I was like, like, why don't I feel the same way everybody else does about like this worship? And like sometimes the worship was good. Like that's the thing. It's like sometimes it's good. And like, it's sometimes music. It's it's, it's, it is. It's like vibrations. It's energy. It's sound. It's like appeals to your senses. It the, All their music appeals to like emotion. It's It's a lot of like repeating the same verses and lines over and over again to the point where it's like you feel this wave of something come over you but it's literally just the energy in the room and music does that to people regardless and 
you will automatically relate a sound or music that you hear to an emotion that will connect deeper with you. And it you do form somewhat of a connection, at least temporarily. It's just very surface level type lovey-dovey lyrics. And you hear the lyrics and it matches and, and with the music. it's also very self-deprecating. It's like... I am broken and only he can save me. Yeah. A lot of the lyrics I do say like, like, like I'm a sinner. I'm a broken sinner. And when like, you do go to church though, I will say on the other hand, it's like, you're literally like, I feel like remembering how much of a sinner and how much of a bad person you are without this high spirit, holy God. It's like, yeah, like you said, like I'm a sinner. I am broken. Like, I need to carry a cross or something. He shed his blood for me. I need to bow down. I need to be on my knees. I need to lift my hands and sway my ass back and forth to fucking Karen up there singing her ass off. Yeah. It's like you do feel bad when you listen to these lyrics because it's like you have to put yourself in a certain place. You have to make sure you're in your place and God's in his place and that's below God. And you have to put your identity away and formulate a new one well, based on this religion you're right how is your right you don't have an identity exactly. your identity is christian you do not have an identity you have to find it through something else but then they they like say i i, I still don't understand how what's the right way to live as a christian be nice to others it's but all, they can't even uh, stick to that the most basic shit they can't even get right we church hopped so, 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 so much growing up. It was ridiculous. And one of the churches that we popped into, I think it was like a month ago, literally one of the first things that came out of this pastor's mouth was don't trust your feelings. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I was like so taken aback. I honestly got my phone out and started like taking notes and like just to see like what he was saying, putting it down, like putting words to everything he was saying and I was like oh my god like I'm gonna write this shit down because this is disgusting but I kind of want to have it so that I know and have that confirmation bias as to why I don't believe in this shit like you're literally telling a group a huge ass group of people and this is during COVID huge ass group of people in this congregation church No one's wearing a fucking mask. We're like the only three people, my brothers and I, wearing a mask. And it's like ridiculous. But it's like you're telling all these people to not trust their feelings. Everyone's motionless. Everyone's fucking dead. And I'm over here writing my notes. I was too. I was writing notes too. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then among other things, he's like, just off the top of his head, he's just kind of saying this shit. And then he has these analogies. You can't use analogies. For something like this, something where the stakes are so high as to you're telling people they're going to hell if they don't believe a certain way, even though you yourself aren't completely aware of what that certain way is. But you're kind of just the pastor. So you say whatever the fuck you want and hope it's accurate. You hope it's motherfucking accurate. One of the things he kept reiterating in his message was (laughs) this prayer that you should be saying to yourself every day. And it goes. And I quote, God, do whatever you want with me. You can have all of me. Stop. Change me from the inside out. I will choose to learn and grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Fuck that. And then another thing he said was, 
God will do it in you. <laughs> I just thought that was God, kind of out, out of context, but he still said it and I wrote it down. Can I have God do that to me? I really want, I want to that know what to that happen. feels like for God to do it in you. I want Jesus inside of me. Anywho, I wonder what God's explosive semen would feel like inside. It would of feel you. like the dawn of creation up in this bitch. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I just like among a million other church services we've been to, but it's like this specific one. One of the recent ones we've been to is like no one's wearing a fucking mask and like we're the only ones. So you kind of feel like just low key, like the odd ones out, which is whatever we're used to it. And then he's like playing with bubbles on the stage, like making an analogy about how like God is like amazing. Like the stuff is honestly honest to God. So fucking forgetful. How do people go to church and then expect to remember this shit? Well, they go because they keep fucking forgetting and they need to go back. <laughs> well, it's like <laughs> and also... pay someone to tell them to be nice. And also God is real and you can go to hell. We love it. But it's like, I just felt for everyone sitting there. I've, I've been all of those people. You're there because you feel like it's real. There's nothing else to it. It's like, it's that simple. But it's also like, if you don't really have something prompting you to leave a religion and you're born into it, it's like, how are you supposed to leave? It's like fucking hard as shit. I'm still like subconsciously attached to certain ideals that I really shouldn't be. And it's kind of like toxic. And like, there's been certain like traumas, I guess you could say with me, I'm sure other people in my immediate family regarding religion. I used to be so freaking afraid of hell. I remember trying to get saved like multiple times and like making sure I said the prayer like just right. So God has me good. Like we're good or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm just a kid. Like <laughs> I remember you would be like to me, I'd be like in my bed and like before bed stalked him and be like, Paxson. I'd be like, what? Be like, did you pray? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, are you lying? And I was like, no, Stockton, I prayed. He'd be like, did okay, you actually, though? Just making sure. No, I didn't fucking pray. <laughs> I was so scared you were going to go to hell. That's why I asked you those things. I wanted to make sure you didn't eat before you prayed because that was a sin. That was disrespectful to God. It's so fucked. <sighs> we're 20 years old and we're just now like recording this and putting this out there for me is going to be fucking terrifying because it's like our families literally if they were to find out they'd literally look at us i don't even want to disgustingly into that it's like it wouldn't be pretty because it's like what do you believe in who died for you and how do you have morals if you don't believe in god if you're not a christian how how can you be a moral human i genuinely consider myself having morals i feel like i have more morals than some christians do than most christians <laughs> honest to god because it's like and like you can't really define like good when, bad yeah, right wrong when and you're morals. a christian you live in this like bubble when you break from that bubble you realize wow there is an entire world filled with beautiful people that are perfect just the way they are period but Literally. when you're a Christian, it's like there's always you're always striving to be something that you can never actually attain because 
what what is the what is the thing everybody's trying to attain? Everyone's trying to glorify God, live a God. You're life. never you're never going to be good enough. Yeah, it's like every fucking and that's Sunday what keeps you going into church and spending all this money every, every Sunday. Every fucking Sunday of your life, you are going to church for fucking what? You're enslaved. <laughs> you're in fucking slaved. How is that not a cult? And I know it's definitely deemed a certain way for certain people and they don't view it as that. And it's just traditional and it's your freaking parents just wanted you to have a good, healthy, morally acceptable life. And Jesus probably loves. just didn't want you to have sex. So they sent you to fucking youth group. <laughs> no, but it's like, then again, it's like the whole dressing like modestly, like, oh my God. I'm I'm afraid to show my shoulder. That's like <laughs> someone might get turned on. Probably not though. Can we talk about cardigans for a second and how Christians love <laughs> cardigans? They can't get enough of them. I guess they're just really convenient. They're you know, really nice and oversized. That's the nineties yeah, vibe. Yeah. You don't want to turn anyone. You just oversized cardigan over. A t-shirt, a crop top, a cami. Covers everything. I mean, not a crop top. But you can go to Dunkin' 10 yeah, yeah, days yeah, a yeah. week and if, still be if you fine. Get, it's really convenient. If you get too hot, you can just pop it right back off. And you just pop really, it off, put it back on. It's great for layering, especially in autumn. Oh my God, The winter. Autumn. Yeah, I love fall. Oh my God. Go thrifting, get a nice oversize from the men's section, even though you can't have boys wearing dresses. But you can shop in the men's section because it's trendy and it's yeah, accepted. Yeah, yeah. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Society girl. accepts yeah. girls dressing like guys, but guys can't dress like girls. Yeah, of yeah, course. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Get a pumpkin spice latte from Dunkin' while you're at it. We love shit talk, everybody. Um, you know, but um, we love that. We Hypocrisy love. thrives in this yeah. cult. It really does. It keeps people going. It's kind of like a high. It's a game. And I quit. Okay, so I want to talk about something that happened a couple years ago. Um, Every year, typically, we'll go to Martha's Vineyard with our dad's side of the family. And one year, we took our friends along with us on that Martha's Vineyard trip. It was like a sort of senior week, like end of high school, career, vacation, whatever. And obviously, our family is very like Christian and whatnot. And so usually on Sundays, wherever we are, we'll go to church. So there was this one church that... We went to a few years prior and we decided to go there again because it's just kind of something we do. Basically, this church is at an elementary school and in the cafeteria, there's like a stage and then they set up chairs. It, It was like a smaller setup. There were a few families, but I'd say overall, it was mostly older people that went to this church and it was a vibe. I... I will describe it as I remember literally being so angry at the fact that we were listening to probably the stupidest person like I'd ever Wait, even. Can we talk about the worship? The worship was iconic. <laughs> Rewind to the worship. It was literally like a guy on a keyboard and then a guy on a guitar. So keyboard, guitar, and then there were three ladies on vocals who it was 
I couldn't even, I was like, did they rehearse before this? Or they were all off beat. They were all off. I, I'm not a musician. I don't know what the terms are, but I knew that was not it. Um, yeah. And then you kind of had like the older people, like with their hands up, like kind of swaying back and forth a little. And then I almost like actually shot my pants when this old lady literally like got a little hype, too hyped up. During one of the songs <laughs> and fell on her ass. Oh my after god. Trying to get up from her chair to worship Jesus. Was that Bethel? Ethel. Ethel. It was Ethel. Oh my God. Yeah. I hope she's doing okay. Ethel she, 2020. Though. I hope I hope she I don't think she broke anything, but like it I was mean, quite a fall. I mean, they didn't call anyone like for a help. chair almost hit the back of the room. Like I mean, I shit. think God healed her by that point. She was in the present. God watching her fall is me. And literally not doing anything is me. Yeah. So anyways, that was the worship experience. It was just like a bunch of like old people, like some families, like I think two families where they had like a mom and dad and like two kids. Mind you, this is set up inside of a public school. Yeah. An elementary school. Cafeteria. <laughs> so it's like in the like cafeteria and th- that's just like the scene. That's the vibe. So <laughs> we're literally sitting in a cafeteria watching like three old ladies like belt. try to like belt like sing each other out <laughs> this was a group project but it was graded on individuality you could tell <laughs> so basically after the terrible worship service was like the worship team left thank fucking god the pastor comes up and right off the bat Everything we've been talking about this entire podcast. It was just like word vomit the entire time. (laughs) It was fucking hate speech. It was was, was, fucking disgusting. I literally was angry listening to this. It's this like older guy who has a round stomach. Not that that matters. I'm just trying to paint the picture. (laughs) We're setting the scene. He has like glasses. I think he wore like suspenders and like. He kind of looks like wise owl, but like not wise. Yeah. So basically, he starts going off of, like, immediately, right off the bat, like, this is the world we're living in, guys. Sin is everywhere. Homosexuality, porn, abortion, all this shit. I'm pretty sure he, like, said homosexuality next to murder or some shit. He, like, morphed those two together, like, they're the same thing. Yeah. And basically, he's trying to create this atmosphere of fear in the room and trying to get people to, like, react and he's shit. He's not trying to create fear, I'm sure, but that's exactly what he's doing and there's nothing else coming out of his mouth but fear spoken words. So, like, we're just that sitting sense. here and our friends, I feel so bad for our friends who, like, this is, like, their first... They've all had backgrounds in, like, Christianity and whatever, but I feel bad. It's, like, we invite them to church once, and it's, like, this bullshit. This guy literally speaking, like, literal hate. It's just literally what he doesn't like about society. (laughs) But, like, in a way, it's, Literally just a rant. It's literally, like, okay, go... And then he's, like, okay, like, now give me your money. (laughs) It's, like, it's, like, okay, go off. But, like, also, like, you're literally discriminating against people and, like... It's like, I'm I'm surprised he didn't, like, throw slavery in there. Should have been, like, reversed or some shit. So, my favorite part of this entire experience is when, at the towards the end, after he was done giving his, like, little speech, and it was, like, towards the end of the service, he, um, they, like, have prayer requests and everything. 
and they have like people in the audience are able to like pray for people. And this one guy, this one older guy in the back, he looked like he just crawled his way out of the grave to that church service just to say this thing. And he was like, God, right now there's something happening in the Supreme Court about Stop. about about the Equality Act. And they want to take away our religious freedom. And you're not going to let that happen because you're a good God. Amen. Stop. Why do I not remember it. this? That was literally it. You don't fucking remember that? I remember Ethel. Queen, though. Ethel was a fucking mood. Like She wiped the floor. Like, literally wiped the floor. If she's not here, I hope she's flying high. Rip Ethel. Actually, we don't even know. <laughs> we don't even know what happened to her. No, I loved her. She was iconic. She got too much into the music and then she fell. Me. <laughs> so... So basically, this guy gives a prayer, and then immediately after that, like, the service was over. Like, it literally just ended, and after he says that, people just go off to the side, and they're, like, taking their little hors d'oeuvres and, like, cheese and platter. Cheese and platter crackers. Sorry for the voice crack. But they just go over to the side after all that just hatred just spewing around in the room. They just go over, and they're, like, drinks hors d'oeuvres. Like, literally just, like, nothing just happened. And then me and my friends, like, just... We just walk out immediately. No, like we're, like, we're not even like out of there. Like we're not even. I don't even think we remember everything that he was saying. But it was just so freaking disgusting. And for like what felt like forever, like obviously he was like ranting about like, like gay people stuff like that. But like you know the difference between someone not agreeing with something and like someone literally going out of their way to make something sound like disgusting and evil. And that's exactly what he did about so many social issues and it's like what what is this? This is not social issues service. You have to tell people to just be nice to each other and then tell them to pay you and then <laughs> mind move you on with your day. this wasn't the actual pastor. This was like what do you call the no, pastor? No, this was the actual pastor. Well, which year are we talking about? The lot when we went there with our friends. Well, that wasn't the actual pastor, I think. Because that was the backup. Because the <laughs> other one couldn't be there. Which I'm sure he um, wouldn't have done much of a better job. But I felt like, honest to God, maybe he was just like ill-prepared and just went off with everything in his subconscious about how much he hates like society for not being more religious. But he was still a qual... I mean, he should have been qualified to preach. It's like, why else are you up there screaming at a congregation of people? When it comes to these fucking people, anybody is qualified. Fucking crackhead off the street is qualified <laughs> to fucking. If you can give a yell speech. and you have a pot belly, you're 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 set. Yeah, that's you automatically look ten times wiser, but you're really not. It's like, why am I giving up my time and my critical thinking skills to this man to like, basically manipulate my mind? Just literally shit on my brain. It's like word vomit. He's spitting shit out. I'm sure like the first row was like the wet seat. You could see the spit. Oh, God. <laughs> it was just like, and this is among literally so many thousands of churches I'm sure we've been to. It's just like experience after Guys, experience. We, like we're just so passionate about this because we've had so many shitty, absolutely fucking terrible. And we've never been able to talk about it. Yeah. And we can't talk about it ever. And we've had so many. It'd be one thing if it like was like one or two, but like every single church you've been to. It's like there's something wrong. We don't make this shit up. Don't go you to can't. don't go to church. Don't don't do it. Just don't go to it's church. It's not fucking worth it. And that's our piece. Like I honestly am not sure what to say. I'm sure I could talk about this for like ten more hours, but I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say about this topic? That was it. I guess I don't really know. 
Yeah. Like, I just remember, like, being so upset. I think I just blocked a lot of it out of my memory, but that was just, like, one of the worst church services. Oh, I, I think we've been to I worse, just remember that was bad. He was, like, looking at us because we were, like, some of the the only young people there. And we were, like, pretty good-looking because like we're, fresh like... out of high school. Because we're, like... I don't know. We have, like, good-looking friends and, like, this creepy pastor. I know he's, like, looking at my friends and, like, he probably... He looked at me, like, a couple times, like, direct eye contact when he's saying these things. And it's, like, why are you preaching? And, like also looking directly at our faces. Yeah. But it's like, I get it. Like we're in a cafeteria and you're also like four and a half feet away from us because it's literally all you guys can afford. But like, also like, stop. These Christians have no chill. We, we don't think that being straight is a sin until you act on it. That's it. That's, that's the podcast. So basically, that's our rant about Christianity. We're passionate about this. I'm sure you'll hear more about this from us, but just wanted to touch on it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye!